Welcome to the Making Footprints, Not Blueprints podcast. My name is Andrew James Brown and I'm the minister of the Unitarian Church in Cambridge, UK. Knowing that full scope always eludes our grasp, that there is no finality of vision, that we have perceived nothing completely and that, therefore, tomorrow a new walk is a new walk, I hope that, on occasions, you'll find here a helpful liberal, religious and philosophical reflection that encourages you to journey through life, making footprints rather than blueprints. Welcome. A Meditation on a Pieta, written for a mothering Sunday during a time of war. A short thought for the day offered to the Cambridge Unitarian Church as part of the Sunday service of Mindful Meditation. In Christian art, any image that depicts Mary cradling her executed son, Jesus, after his dead body was removed from the cross, is today known as a pieta, which simply means pity or compassion. But of course the title pieta can be applied to any such depiction because it is a universal humanist image that speaks to all people regardless of their religion or philosophy of life. It goes without saying that every hour of every day a pieta is being enacted in the flesh somewhere in the world, and in a time of war it is, alas, being enacted minute by brutal minute. Despite its universal quality, I want briefly to return to the specific Christian form of the pieta, namely to Jesus and his mother Mary. Some of you may recall that towards the end of John's Gospel, in chapter 19, While Jesus is still alive upon the cross, we are told that beside him were standing his mother Mary, his mother's sister, Mary the wife of Clopas, and Mary the Magdalene. Also standing there is the mysterious figure known as the disciple whom he loved, who is mentioned in five other places in John's Gospel. Since the late first century, this figure has often been identified with John the Evangelist, the traditional author of the Gospel of John. But the truth is we simply do not know to whom the phrase refers, and in my own reading of this Gospel, I have generally taken the disciple to be a kind of everyman figure, who stands for all of us, who, in many faltering and imperfect ways, continue to try to follow Jesus' basic teaching. The Gospel then tells us that, quote, Jesus, seeing his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing by, says to his mother, Madam, look at your son. Then to the disciple he says, Look at your mother. And from that hour the disciple took her for his own. Immediately following this incident, Jesus says he's thirsty, and so those gathered about him raise a sponge soaked in wine up to his mouth. And then, having taken the wine, he says, It has been completed and lowering his head he delivered up his spirit. Sometime shortly after this, Jesus is taken down from the cross, and this would have been the moment when his mother Mary first cradled the dead body of her executed son. There are so many things one might say about this distressing scene, but I want us to see something about it that is often missed. Whilst Jesus is upon the cross, Mary is in the presence of only one of her sons, namely Jesus. 
and the beloved disciple is only in the presence of his teacher and the three or possibly four women from his teacher's family. However, Jesus' words upon the cross are clearly intended to give Mary a new son and the beloved disciple a new mother and family to take as his own. Without diminishing the pain and the grief experienced in every individual particular moment of death and separation, and especially when this moment is so brutal and violent, what I take Jesus to be pointing to in this completion of his teaching is the underlying truth that we all belong to one universal human family. In some way, we are all to understand ourselves as being parents and children to and of each other. Jesus' last teaching in the Gospel of John is another expression of his hope, found most fully expressed in chapter 17, that we will all be brought to completion in one. And in our own culture, the face of that one has often borne the face of Jesus' mother, Mary. But as I noted earlier, this is not a Christian image alone, but an archetypal one as available to the atheist as it is to the religious. Consequently, it should come as no surprise that a preeminent icon of Auguste Comte's secular Church of Humanity, and the humanist movement in general, has been Mary, especially in reproductions of the Sistine Madonna, also called the Madonna di San Sisto, by the Italian artist Raphael. And so, on a mothering Sunday in the midst of a new war in Europe regardless of our own individual religious beliefs and philosophies, and painfully aware of the thousands of mothers cradling their dead children right at this moment. I hope we may today look upon this pieta carved and gifted to us by Celia for our memorial garden, and know deep in our bones that despite what the warmongers and nationalists claim, we always already all belong to one universal family. And that brings us to the end of this edition of the Making Footprints Not Blueprints podcast. So farewell for now and remember, tomorrow a new walk is a new walk. See you on the path.